Welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where someone's cousin and I talk about Kirk Manahan and the happenings inside his world. My name is Quantum Week. Chris, Blind Mike's daddy, say hello. Hello, everybody. I do that, everybody? <laughs> you did I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I cut myself out of the intro because I thought it'd be really funny to hear Quantum Week Chris do it. Um, so we didn't, we tweeted or like said in the show a couple of times we didn't know what to do with Kirk and off with Kirk gone and like obviously like the easiest thing to do is to go back and review old episodes but since that's kind of a quantum week feel I didn't want to do it without quantum week Chris I didn't want to start it without Chris so that's why we happy to, we happy to be here on your initial journey here thanks Chris thank, thank you so yeah I'm just happy that Chris is here um so obviously you're just coming off your live show uh how was it was good turnout. I know Kirk was there. It was awesome. Um, yeah, we had a great time. The like the crowd was super engaged. Um, no one was an asshole, but yet like everyone was like super. Uh, I, I don't know, super receptive. Uh, I felt like um, we tried to like, use the crowd a lot, like to clap for certain things that they liked, certain things that didn't like certain things. Um, Kirk was there. Uh, Dave Cullinane was there. Uh, intern Harrison was there. Uh, Justin was there. Um, it was a yeah. It was, it was awesome to see Kirk. Uh, he came by uh, and talked to Matt and I in the green room uh, right before the show. He looked great. He sounded great. Um, I, I think right now he's super focused on the case and Wilbur stuff. And so, uh, but he didn't. He looked. He looked. I mean, I you know what I saw him once a week for I don't know a few months before uh, before he took the leave. And uh, honestly, he looked great then. So I mean, who knows with these things? But uh, I would say I was very happy to see him and encouraged how he looked so like you just said it like you you would see him once a week for a for like maybe a month two months there like did, like did no you for like think... three almost three or four months so, oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you short i'm sorry um but like did, did uh did you see anything like like did you think anything was going on with Kirk? you know what i mean other than like what we had heard on the show nope absolutely not now i will say like it, it's not bullshit like you know i would get to the studio i don't know say like 9 15 right and then, like, Cullinane and I would just shoot the shit, usually about, like, you know, inside, I don't know, like, radio gossip or whatever. Just, like, you know, just mm-hmm. just shooting the shit about, about nonsense. <laughs> and then Kirk would pop in at 10. He'd give me, like, a as he's walking in the hallway, he goes, hey. I go, hey, back to him. He puts his ear pods on, and the show starts. Like, and then when he leaves, he's, he's like, all right, you know, thanks, Chris. Or, you know, have a good weekend, Chris, because the usually is on Fridays. I go, thanks, Kirk. And he'd leave. So it wasn't like we had a lot of stuff off air that we talked about. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, but when he was on air, like his physicality or his focus was always super sharp. So like, I had no, I was completely blindsided. I, I don't think, I mean, I, with these things, I don't think there's a tell. Like I know as fans, we're all trying to like listen to hear when things, I don't think it works that way with, um, I don't know, with, with different kinds of mental illness, maybe sometimes it does sneak up on you, which is all the more terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. uh, imagine at any point you could be that sad or that upset, like, and it can kind of happen out of nowhere. That sounds really scary. And I, I can understand why you got to focus on getting that treated. That's, that sounds pretty debilitating. Andy? So do you, like, looking back on your participation in the show, do you ever like pinch yourself in disbelief that you got to sit in that chair? Have you had time to reflect on your time on the show at all? Oh, only every episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like there's a moment where I don't know someone cut it out or whatever, or maybe the show account did, but like 
Kirk says something and I just start laughing like a maniac. He's like, all right, all right, settle down. But I think I say it, it's like, oh, I just realized the absurdity of all this. Like, it just, sometimes it's like, all right, I'm like a regular guy and I'm going on my favorite podcast. Like, how cool is it? Like, I know. my favorite podcast host came to my, you know, little live show. Like, like mm-hmm. what a mind fuck that is. Like, all of it is incredibly surreal, incredibly bizarre. Um, no, it's beyond insane. It's the craziest. It's, if you really look at it, it's like one of the craziest things ever. Yeah. Like, in, in our little universe, at least. I mean, like, and I said, I think, on air once to Kirk, I'm like, you've never worked with a bigger nobody. Like, no one <laughs> you've worked with has had less Twitter follow. You know, not counting producers, but, like, on-air people. You've yeah, never course, worked with yeah. someone. Because Mike um, had been on Barstool, and he mm-hmm. had, you know, like, so he had at least some sort of following. He had over 10,000 Twitter followers before he was even on Kirk, I think. Yeah, like, um, like when Blind Mike's first episode started cutting, but Blind Mike's first episode, I already knew who he was, like from Barstool. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, yeah, like I mean, unless you're on Twitter, like imagine all the people that never were on Twitter that like all of a sudden heard me pop up. They must have been like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I can't blame them at all. Honestly, it's madness. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. But um, obviously, but I, this, it's my, it's my fa- it was my favorite part of every week. You know, it was it, such a great challenge. It didn't make any sense, but the shows were were awesome. Like I like I'm um the by mic shows all the shows then were really were great. But like you you just jumped right in, like weren't nervous, you know, and and did an excellent. We haven't talked to you since you well, you mm-hmm. had done one one appearance, I think, but not right. not Multiple. like the, obviously the stretch. Yeah, like like you just like jump right in, like it felt really natural. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm super inconsistent. Uh, I don't know. I feel like some shows weren't as well. They some shows were. I my performance wasn't as good as other ones. Sometimes you would, when you're sitting there, um, I don't know, I'd say like, I don't know, like the middle, let's say like the seventh, eighth, ninth appearance I was on, whatever, in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. I felt like I got caught in a rhythm where I get caught in my own head. Like you get start thinking about your own thoughts a little bit or you start just thinking about anything else. And the second your focus like wavers at all, you're fucked because Kirk is so smart and so fast that you have to keep up. And, um, you know, and, and if that happens, then you then keep going back. Well, then you're like, all right, I got to stop. I got to get out of my own head. I got to get out of my own head. But then you're missing more of what he's saying. So it's almost like it's like a snowball that rolls downhill and it's a snowball of like failure. So like sometimes I'm like, uh, I wasn't as funny as I wanted to be or uh, I wasn't as sharp as I wanted to be or I didn't really like what I added there. But I, I, I mean, I, I promise I always do the best I can because I'm like, all right, I'm the, I'm the low man on the totem pole. I got to bring as many notes as possible. I got to bring as many games as possible or whatever. Or I got to bring whatever Kirk, you know, or just try to, do the best I can to make the show. I don't know to to add anything I can to the show. The show is already great. It doesn't need me, but it, you know, it's it's just you try to be a little icing on the cake, I guess. Right. So, what what besides your games? Uh, how, what show prep did you do? Did you do any show prep, or just how difficult was it to prepare for the show, especially with those games? Oh, it was for me. I try to do as much as possible. So I would, you know, I listen to you guys every mm-hmm. week. You know, whichever I enjoy your show, I listen to you guys anyway. But um. You know, I'd listen to any, I'd watch every KMS amount of content I could. Um, and then as it progressed, like, Cullinane and I became more and more, I don't say friendly, but, uh, like, not like we're best friends, we hang out all the time. But we definitely have, like, a, you know, we'll, it got to the point where, like, I might text and be like, hey, did you hear this clip? Or here's a timestamp here. Or what do you think about this? You know, and, we, and usually when I did, he almost always already had it, honestly. But I would just try to take in as much. For the first month and a half I did it, I, I wasn't really comfortable doing that with him. I didn't know the guy. And we had kind of that, like, kind of frosty relationship on air. So I'm like, I don't know how much of this he, like, how much of this he's 
taken personally. I just didn't know the guy at all. But now I feel like, all right, I, I, I know this guy a little bit. We both can kind of bust each other's balls and no one's going home crying. Like he, how, he's got, he, has, that, he has a thicker skin than you might think. How much of that Kelly tension was like real? Like, but not like real, but like, like, do you think it was all busting balls? Is there like a little bit of like, like animosity, you know, or is it like, did, just feeling it out? I think it was a lot of just feeling it out. I think we're just like different people. Like he likes like, you know, those like Bravo reality shows. And those are things <laughs> that I, I would never watch. Like Vanderpump rules or something. <laughs> so like, I think we just approach the world very differently. Um, and then he has kind of a hot temper and I can get kind of prickly too sometimes. So I think we, we just go back and forth. Uh, but then we both can kind of brush it off. And I just didn't know if he was able to brush it off. Like, I don't know if he was the kind of guy that takes things personally. But um, you realize, I realized by now that he, he's, uh, I mean, he's a really good, like, foil on this show. Not foil isn't the right word, but a really good, um, I don't know, uh, asset. And in a lot of ways on this show, uh, especially on air, he's really fun to play with on air. Like, I can bust his balls. He can come back at me. We might yell at each other. But then at the end of the day, we just, you know, shake hands and go home. And it's, 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 it's the show. It's the fun. It's also hanging out with guys. Like, if you're with your buddies from high school or, I don't know, when you guys are hanging out, you guys are giving each other shit. No one goes home, like, upset about it. Like, mm -hmm. and that's how it yeah, feels yeah. With, when I'm with Dave, you know, or and with, with Kirk to some extent, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's supposed to be, I think, a fun show. Like, it's a, it's a comedy podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see oh. that on Twitter a lot. It's a comedy podcast. <laughs> it's a comedy <laughs> podcast. Well, they did talk about that on the show we're going to, the episode we're going to review. So you, were you in studio ever when Steve was still producer? I've never been in studio with Steve as producer. I've been in studio okay. with Matt Carano as producer. Right. I've been in studio with Dave Colony, but never with 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 steve and i wonder if that was i don't know I, I don't know you wonder is that is that intentional would kirk think that wouldn't be the best match like hmm. you know if dave's kind of a goof right and i'm on and i you know i'm kind of this like uh i don't know weird guy right so like you can have a weirder guy and a goofy guy and it works but if you have two kind of weird guys i don't know if that match works like hmm. what am i going to do bust dave's balls about not knowing movies he'll be like all right no problem and like move on like i don't I don't know what the the. I don't and know if that would be the best combo. Cully, Cully will do it sometimes, but Steve would get super cunty too if he like. You know what I mean? Like he could easily just like shut off and be like, "All right, whatever." And like you guys just talk then, you know? Yeah, but, he could, Steve, hmm. I, Steve and I. I think like Steve and I have talked off air a couple times. He's given me like some book recommendations, and um, I, I genuinely like Steve a lot. I would have loved to have done a show with him, but I think for me it might be easier with Colinane being in there maybe because like I said, we can kind of have that back and forth, and it's a bit more playful. Where with Steve, I don't know. Steve's like so he's so bright where I think it might be kind of a different kind of show. Mm. Who would you prefer? Like if you had to pick a producer. I really I mean, I love as a fan or like being on in, in the studio? Uh both. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like I don't think because you, are, I, I mean, it's you. Yeah, I wonder how that changes. Yeah, yeah, I wonder how that changes too. Like, like I, I'm interested in, in both answers. Then I really like having Colony in the studio when I when I go in there, just because I now I kind of know what I'm working with. I feel we have a we're building like a little bit of a rhythm. Like I don't know. I, I the more I'm the more I hang out or the more I'm in studio with Dave and the more I like talk to Dave at all or whatever. Like the more I like the guy. Like uh, so I don't know. He's I, I I've only known really being in the studio with Colony, so. You know, for Kirk, I did that one episode with Matt, but um, with, so with Colony, yeah, it's fun. We, I but I genuinely enjoyed as a fan listening to the Steve. Though I was very upset when Steve left. It's, um, 
I'm glad you said that, honestly, because so the episode that we're going to cover this week is uh, um, you're calling a hospital room. Like that's from September 14, 2020. And one of my first takeaways was, holy shit, I forgot how much I like Steve. Like, you know what I mean? And how much I like the show then. Like, yeah, like just like any we he kind of acknowledged that that's like the end of his time there. You know what I mean? He was like kind of like bored or like done with KMS then. But like. He was. I still just like love listening to him. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe that's because it's what it's the first like like um, version of the show that we all were introduced to. But I, just I think it still was... is the version of the show. Like, if you told, I think Kirk asked me yeah. on air or someone, it came up once. It was like, what, when you think of the show, what do you think of? And I think of Steve, Mike, and Kirk. That's like I, that is the show. I mean, that's a show we've listened to hundreds of times. Yeah. Right. You're right. I will say though that like I feel like Cully has been in enough now that if someone asked me what's KMS, I'd say it's oh it's uh, Kirk Minahan is producer like Dave Cullinane and they and a rotating guest. You know what I mean? Like I think I would say like Cully. You know the show. I don't know. Like I know that more uh, Steve had way more episodes. That was a Cully answer. <laughs> but um, I know Steve had uh, way more episodes. But like I do think Cully has put in enough time where I'm like okay, like Cully is the show. You know, like and Steve was the producer. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Colin's definitely put in like a number of shows. I think it was one of the, um, I think it was the game I brought in the first time I was with uh, Dave and Mike on the YouTube show was like, how many times have these guys produced? And Colin's up to, I think like, I don't know, it was like 70 shows or something like that oh, that wow. he's produced or something or like in the, yeah, in the high 50s or something like that. It was very high. It was a higher number than I might've thought. Um, but you know, Steve's also done, I think like a couple hundred times. So. Oh yeah. For, I, th- I think there's like 400 episodes or something. Uh, yeah. So I, I, like three, you know, then I know yeah. Carano done it like, you know, 25 times or something like that too. So, but yeah, I mean, Steve has done it, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times. So he, he is still the first thing I think of when I think of the show, you know, for, as producer. Uh, the only other question I have is do you, do you think, uh, Kurt comes back or what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I have no inside knowledge, but right. I would, I mean, I would assume I always, I like to bet on sports. <laughs> and one of my things is that, you know, always bet on a trend, right? And Kirk always comes back. I mean, there's going to be one day where he doesn't, obviously, but he always comes back. So I'm guessing he's going to come back. I mean, honestly, I think that, uh, I was talking with Colin, I think during that, one of those YouTube shows, I was like, he'd be busy anyway, like between the Wilbur and the case, like, I think he would have had some time off anyway. Like, there's no way you could juggle all those three things. Right. That's yeah, insane. So, like, I think he, I think we would have had a break anyway. So, I don't know. Once the Wilbur's over, once the case is kind of rolling, you're kind of maybe coming to a conclusion. I don't know. And then maybe it comes back. I have to imagine it comes back. I don't know. It, uh, it'd be sad if it didn't. But, you know, also, if it's not healthy for me, shouldn't do it. Um, just you know, that obviously has to come first. So uh, I don't know. I think it comes back. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, he did mention that he was going to come back for trivia. We did see the show uh, had had retweeted that. Yep. So there's a little glimmer of hope that he he does come back. But again, you make great points that he's going to be extremely busy be- between the case and and the Wilbur's really right around the corner. So it would, probably would make sense if he came back after the Wilbur. Yeah, and I that's kind of I agree that that's when he'll be back. Like he said, we wouldn't see him on KMS till the Wilbur. Like I'm just, I guess I'm just taking him at a, at his word. But like, if if this was the show going forward, if he like took like three months off, like once a year, like I I would take that, wouldn't you? You know, like if it still meant we got Kirk Minahan nine months a year or 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 eight months a year of KMS, like I would I totally accept that. 
I think it makes sense to some extent. I mean, obviously, whatever works for him. But I, I remember when, when he announced he was doing the case season one and he was going through it. Like, I was just like, holy shit. Because doing something at the case is so different because you have to obviously go and get all this information. Then you have to assemble it and create a narrative. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're a producer, it's so much, I imagine, more work than doing a typical like, KMS show where, yes, in a moment, you got to be spot on. But then once you click upload, you're done and you go home. Where, like, the case seems like an all-consuming kind of thing to put together. It's like a puzzle. And I was shocked Kirk didn't take more breaks during case season one prep. Mm. And I think that might have was, might have been what burnt Steve out. Yeah. You know, like, that's a lot. That's a huge task. So yeah. I was kind of expecting a break anyway to some extent because – not for mental health reasons. Obviously, that blindsided me. But I thought with Christmas coming and then the case prep and the Wilbur, I'm like – I was just doing the math in my head. I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't, I don't know. That seems like a lot of work. Then again, uh, I stay home and do dishes all day. So, <laughs> so I'm um, sorry to cut you off, Andy, but like, so I, it, it, obviously nobody can know like when those things are going to happen, but he did say after Sako four, he was going to take a break. Like did, what did you, like, do you know what I mean? Like, did, did you hear, I, he made fun of me for saying, do you know what I mean? But like, um, like, it, uh, were you really that blindsided by, by this? The mental health stuff? I guess I was. I was blindsided by mental health stuff, totally. And then his, that, how he sounded on that, whatever that Imperioli show. It was a Thursday or, it was a Thursday yeah, or Friday show. Oh, my God, show. yeah, yeah. Like, that was, that, was, that was a Thursday, right? So, like, I was, that was really haunting. I mean, that, and that it really opened a window. I mean, he can talk about mental health, and he, he does, and he does a great job, tells stories about the trains, the train tracks and all this mm-hmm. deep stuff. But to actually like, hear it in real time like that was like, it, oh, it was really eye-opening. And it was, I don't know, it gave me, I don't know, I, I've been listening to Kirk a long time. Um, but it gave me even like a clear understanding to some extent of like how intense this is. And um, so that was, I was, I was really, yeah, I was really taken aback. I was, it was yeah, it was really upsetting and sad and awful. I, yeah, so I guess I was. Mm-hmm. Uh. Can't, uh, we're gonna move on to the. Oh, 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 oh before we do that, what yeah. did I? I don't know. Maybe you said this like, like honestly, like right at the open. But what, what did Kirk say to you guys in the green room? Oh, you just, uh, just shooting the shit with us, talking with mm-hmm. Matt uh, about Jerry stuff. Uh, talking, we, um, he was asking about the uh, the place we're at. We're at the Strand Theater in Dover, and it's an old movie theater. So we were kind of talking about the theater. Um, he had some questions about, he was like, Hey, what do you guys have in store for us here at the live show? And Matt and I didn't want to give any up. So we, uh, we, we tried to play that off. Uh, and he was just, just, you know, just positive energy. He was just, Hey, you know, you know, go get him guys. You know, kind of thing. No, not that he didn't, it wasn't like Newt Rocky, but he's like, have a great show kind of thing. So, you know, it was, I mean, to have your, like, you know, like I said, your favorite podcaster come in and say, have a great show and actually sit through your show is pretty mind blowing for me at least. Do you uh one last question before we move? Do you guys have any more live shows planned for the future? You think, or was this a one-off? I think we'll do it once a year. Um, we had we had a good we had a good crowd there. We had a ton of no shows, which is people bought tickets because we're not you know we're you know when you're broadcasting a podcast, it goes to everyone. A lot of people can't. There's no way they could be in Dover, New Hampshire, um, mm-hmm. which makes total sense. Um, so they wanted to support the show, which is very kind. Um, so because of that, like it was, you know, it, it made, made decent money for us. So like, it would be, you know, we would totally do it again. It made sense from a, it was super fun to do. 
it was financially very viable. So like, why wouldn't we? And we had a great time doing it. So like, oh, I don't, I, uh, I'm sure we'll do it. I think we probably would do it again, maybe around that same time of year, like November, you know, next year. Um, same uh, place. But, no, we do a different location. Um, a to make it, you know, easier for people. Maybe you couldn't go there, but I'm, I, I still think we try to stay local. But maybe Massachusetts. You know, most of our audience is in Massachusetts, so mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe try to be out in that area because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'd make it, but it's you know, I'm, you know, like I might live in Rhode Island, which is quite a long haul from someone to go to Dover for like one quick night. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe try to meet people halfway a bit more. I don't know haven't investigated venues at all but um mm-hmm. it would be a different venue and as of right now we'd, we'd love to do another one Excellent. all right so we're gonna move on with uh we're gonna do an episode review with quantum week chris buddy and myself uh, the episode we're reviewing is from september 14 2020 it's an all-time great episode if i just tell you the title you already know what we're talking about it's called you're calling a hospital that's one of the best sound drops i think in the history of the show my I, opinion. I was just happy. Like, so I picked, I literally picked five random dates. I did like one of those random generators online or whatever. And we got four really good shows in like Christmas Day. Like, that was one of them. Let me see what the other shows were. Uh, was uh, Kirk Minahan, what like was playing nice with the episode where after Willie Colon was staring at him. Um, no dang sub- subordinates. So after Curtis and uh, the lady there, her name escapes me right now. What's Curtis's girlfriend's name? Uh, ex-girlfriend, I think ex, right? Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. Yep. yeah, Lucy Bridge, that's right. Oh, and, and then um, the the episode where Kate uh, Barstool Kate like uh, was mad at Josh Hawley, but like um, the communist China stuff. So we got like five or four really good episodes, but this one was just the best one, so we picked this one. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm glad was... I'm glad you guys did pick this one. I think this is the best one as well. Yeah, I think if you were putting a best of together for like Kirk, if they were going to do something for the holiday or whatever, this would probably be one of those episodes that you'd have to take some parts out of it. The, Especially the, that, that call. Like, yeah. that call would have to go on any, if you did, like, a highlight reel, like, that call, I think, has to go, because it's so unusual. So, um, it was just, it was a, a moment you'd only have on KMS. Oh, oh, totally, like, so if you're putting together that best stuff, like you said, and obviously, like, we, we're, we've reviewed one episode, but, like, if, if you're putting together that best of, how, at what like it's an hour long say when when does that call feature like because for me like you're calling a hospital room would be like minute <laughs> five like you know what i mean it's just be like that's like how dynamic kirk is he can make this like sound really interesting like make us feel really bad for that lady like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but i don't know i just thought it was really like you know i don't know sorry it's a compelling call it's only goes on for like i don't know it was like three or four minute call it's not yeah, like yeah. terribly long um but every i've listened to it i don't know maybe like half dozen times now um, and every time I hear it, I'm like riveted. Like I, I, I'm like completely locked in. Like, it's like, I don't, I wouldn't, if the, if the phone rang, you wouldn't answer it. You are just like, what you are completely focused on this call because it's so real. It's so authentic. And, um, you kind of can't believe it's happening. Even, you know, even if you heard it a half dozen times, you still can't, it's so bizarre. I, I still don't know if, if he called like whatever like a hospital's phone or her phone and she's like in a hospital room but no it's, 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 it's got to be the hospital it's phone, a, right? because they've, they've called that before and they make a mention of it in this show mm-hmm. and it was it was a hospital i believe the other time they called it was kirk's childhood number right so um, i think right it now there. routes to a hospital apparently um oh, and 
Right. The only question is, is the woman there like in a, is she there all the time or is she just getting like her daily chemo treatment? I know. Which I, would so probably, many... I would probably guess the latter. Yeah. There's so yeah, many same. unanswered questions because she, I... she, she even gave a time frame on, you know, her life yeah. expectancy, which was quite sad as well. I was thinking I mean, she's back. probably dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's about. over a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Like I was taken aback by that. Like Steve doesn't know cancer moves quickly. Like he has no idea you can sound <laughs> like. Okay. I think Steve was rattled. I mean, you know, it takes a lot to rattle Steve. The guy's been doing, you know, Harry Carr and did all this stuff. But that call was so bizarre that I think even Steve was really throwing a curveball there because he got quiet for a while after that call. Yeah, and I he like, and he was always good at that. But like he just stays totally out of the way. Like while Kirk's talking, right? He just like no, no, like doesn't jump in like doesn't think she's like like kidding or anything it's just like nope like let kirk do kirk you know you know steve was always he's always been really good at that but it got even better as it went along you know that's the one thing about steve that no one gives him credit for he always knew when to get out of the way he had really good like instincts when it came to that came to that thing uh of just you know entertainment even though he came from that political world he still understood like hey it's this content this is just show Mm -hmm. i i think too like uh you know like kirk always makes the joke like 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 oh Cully's a snake or Cully's out for Cully like I don't think Steve wanted to be a star like Steve just wanted to like make money and like make good content Cully like Cully is a little bit of a personality like that's not a knock on him but that's it's who he is I think I think that's especially true about Steve because if Steve wanted to be a star then he would go do a show right now like he would have the Steve Robinson show on whatever like you know he came on that YouTube show with uh with Mike Dave and I the the Mm -hmm. first one we did he called in and he's like oh I'm out of I'm out of the business entirely. It sounds like he doesn't want any, you know, he's, he's, he's not going to be doing any broadcasting. And if he wanted, he's got a big enough cachet Follow now where he could go do a show somewhere. He, I think he, he knows people. He has all these contacts from when he was with Howie. So if he wanted to do a show, he could do a show. He chooses not to. Definitely. I, I, I was surprised. Like I, I was surprised he didn't do something like, like I thought at some point Steve would jump back into the world and I, he's staying true to his word. He's out. Like, you know, I, I thought he'd do like a, a right wing show or something. Right. I don't know because even he's not he's not naturally because he's worked at it, but he's very good at it. It comes easy to him, I think that that world and those talking points, and he's good. Yeah, he's um, still but, pretty active on Twitter too. Yeah, but he yeah. he doesn't seem like he wants. To, but I get it. I mean, if you if you're kind of living off the land and you're a sprinter van, you're having a good time <laughs> doing it. You don't have to answer to anybody, and you have enough Bitcoin to get by. Then then <laughs> fuck it, live your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's smart enough that uh, whatever he chooses to do, he'll, I'm sure he'll be really, really, really good at it. Really smart guy. Yeah. Um. So listening back, obviously we've talked about Steve enough, but we we've talked about how much we miss Steve. Um. This was just the beginning of Mike's uh, mental time. Uh. He took <laughs> his his long break, and yeah, it might, it might have been the first week. It was I, the I fourth it was episode. Yeah, it was the fourth. Ep- it was like, yeah, the, really the first. Uh, yeah, I think it was like the fourth episode he, since Mike had left. So, I mean, obviously, we know what Mike went through. He went to that school. He's since come back uh, upon his return. I think he's been outstanding on the show. Uh, but what do you think of Mike since he's been back from that mental break? He's been incredible. Uh, total, total 180. Uh, I mean, not that he was awful before, but. Uh, he was getting, you know, he would do a little bit of the, um, you know, pity Mike. We got a little of that, right? <laughs> at, at the end of that summer, that summer was was rough for him. And it was yeah. rough for, you know, a number of things. You know, Kirk, remember, had taken 
mental health leave and um, right. uh, after the Stocko show. And that's got to be tough if you're those guys. It's like, all right, well, how am I, how am I going to pay my bills? And, and some of that stuff, but you also don't want to put pressure on Kirk. And they had just had um, like a conflict with Barstool too, right? So like, you know, and, and I think Mike was just, probably wondering where he was and maybe, and also obviously dealing with mental health issues, which he's been open about there. And, um, but it's funny, if you look back at it, the time we had without Mike was pretty short. It was only, um, from September till November. And then he came back, uh, he came back in in late November. So he was only gone for like two or three months. Mm. It feels oh, much yeah. longer than that. Yeah, it in did our feel mind. longer than that. Yeah. Um, but it, it was only like two or three month period. And since he's been back, he's been hysterical. Like, I would listen, you know, I'd go in on Fridays, he'd be on Mondays and Wednesdays, and he'd be hitting, like, you know, Grand Slam after Grand Slam on Monday and Wednesday, and, you know, all these funny lines come, kind of coming out of <laughs> yeah. nowhere, and so it's like, oh, man, I got to keep up with this, like, Jesus, mm-hmm. like, he's, he's, since he's been doing Blind Mike Project, and getting, I think, getting a lot more confidence, and also just getting more reps, and working with Craig, working with different people, I also think he's really good with Dave, like, they have really good chemistry, too, and, oh, Mike's been hysterical. He's, like, he's Mike's, very Mike's really fun. Like, Blind Mike Project is a really good show. Like, why are you laughing? It's a really good show. Like, I enjoy those shows. I, I I really enjoy Mike on air. I yeah, I think Mike's been very comfortable. He's so comfortable with Dave. You know what I mean? And Kirk says it, or or I had said it a bunch of times. Like, it's maybe it's because like Steve's not there, like thumbing down his like nose at him. You know, <laughs> but like. Um... But yeah, he, he. I wonder if it it felt like it was like a longer break because the show was five days a week until January. You know what I mean? Uh, like when, yeah. right. th- this year started three days. You know. Right. So, um, but I thought like so obviously that that call sticks out in that episode. But I th- I think uh, in the beginning it's really funny too when he says Milton's is dumping on Harry because <laughs> of, of his tie and stuff. It's right. just like like something that you don't <clears throat> like. You, if we just turn on the radio, you don't get that stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's why everybody loves Kirk. He's just, it's just so good at it. Like he, he can take out like, uh, like he can take a swipe at his like sponsors while still blowing them. You know, like I, I it's just, I just love him. You know. But it also shows how great Milton's is. Like he knows he can do that with Milton's because they'll play along and they are course, a great sponsor yeah. and and you can have some fun. But you're also still kind of like promoting them in a way like it's it's playful and it's it's a great balance between a podcast and a sponsor if you can have fun with each other. But when you're a really uptight sponsor and you freak out a little this thing, then you know that that makes that relationship that much more challenging. I had a question for you guys. So mm-hmm. listening to this show, it's just Kirk and Steve, right? And we've had what one or two just Kirk and Dave episodes, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's. I think Dave is great with Mike. Dave's great with me. But I mm-hmm. wonder if just the Dave Kirk dynamic. I don't think it's as strong. Maybe it's because. Kirk and Steve worked together alone for like worked together for so long up to that point. Right. But the Kirk Steve dynamic actually is really good. It was. I, I, that, listening back to that episode, I they just both of them had a good vibe together. They they did really well. And you bring up a great point. I, I, Dave Dave and Kirk have done a couple episodes by themselves, and you don't really hear much from Dave except if Kirk's shitting on him for certain stuff. Really. Right. Yeah. Well, I th- I'm sure. I think maybe like Dave. Those days that it's been Kirk and Dave, like it's like what, like it was one time where, like, uh, like it was the last time Kirk was in, right? And mm-hmm. I think just one other time in the middle, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. count the last time, the last time, yeah, count. but the uh, yeah. right, the uh, there was one time in the middle and it just didn't have, but also just might have been just growing pains, like them kind of figuring yeah. it out together. But I almost think yeah, Dave, the- Dave is at his best, though, if he has kind of a third, if there's a three way conversation they can have, like, like when Mike's there, like, because. 
Dave is so good at, I think, reacting to things. He has his crazy reaction, whether it be kind of like getting mad or you're just kind of being goofy. But where Steve, I feel like, can kind of push the narrative more or push back mm-hmm. with, not push back on Kirk, but kind of push with Kirk on certain things. Did, did anybody go back and look at the podcast Joseph picture? I, I was trying to. I did not. Find oh, so I, I, I found that it. it's really good. Okay. Um, I'll see. I, I'll send it to Andrew. Can you share screen? Do you know how to do that? Oh, Andrew's here with us, by the way, in the background. Hi, Andrew. Hey, guys. I'll share, but because it's actually it's spot on. It looks just fucking like him. But, of course, I can't find our group. Yeah, because we'll probably have to retweet that picture out, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll okay. tweet it with the okay. episode. Okay. That'll be the picture that, that goes up with the episode, but um, that's the wrong group. When you're in so too many groups. Buddy's, Buddy's looking for that podcast Joseph picture. Um, Kirk had an all-time lie that I – LOL that um, he asked if he, <laughs> he just sent a picture over. It's very okay. funny. It does look just like him. That is very funny. It's a great picture. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. I love that Kirk said his father-in-law was uh, also <laughs> laughing and taking a picture yeah. of it. <laughs> I love that too. And I, I love that. Like, and I know plenty of Christians who are like, Hey, you don't fuck around a church. Like, like, but like, how religious are these people? He thinks he couldn't take a picture. Like your son's first communion, you could sneak one. You know, you'll be all right. <laughs> you want to be, you want to be, you know, probably he wants. You always want to be on your best behavior in front of your in-laws, though. Yeah. I don't care how long you've been married, you know. Yeah, I'm going over there today. I'm dreading it. I'm like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh no! I was like, I have to miss red. Hopefully, they don't hear this. I know. I have to miss red zone. I know. They will, well, I'll make sure I drop it after. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kirk. Had the all-time line. He asked Steve if uh, Jesus was Jewish, <laughs> and Steve was like, "Yeah, he's Jewish." He's like, "Well, did did he have horns?" I, I don't know. I just like it remind me of Borat. Sounds funny. Oh, oh. He's like, "Did Jesus have horns because he was Jewish?" But oh, I was like, I, why, I didn't know why you were laughing. I was like, "It sounds pretty anti-Semitic of you," but I mean, it's a Borat <laughs> reference. It's, I guess it's not. It's all yeah, right. I think Kirk was. They obviously they were fucking around with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yes. that was but, a great take. Well, I was, I put, BMD just laughing about it right now. Like, Did he have point? I was like, that seems like a place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of Borat. About, uh... oh, oh. You know what was another oh, uh, 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 a wicked funny – not wicked funny, but very funny thing from that episode is just him – I, I, I'm a, I'm a Kirk stan. I never said Kirk was wrong, but he was wrong about Tom Brady and the Bucks. Sure that, was. That, that worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he, he, had, he, he said that uh, it would be – you know, Brady's going to fall apart. The team was so old. And, yeah, Kirk was way off on that. And uh, – he was saying he was a Belichick guy, not a Brady guy. Um, mm-hmm. Which I see, I see BMB's wearing his Patriots uh, jersey right, right now. So we'll we'll see how it goes today. After, t- after today, hopefully Kirk's take is spot on. Maybe he's just a year behind. Mm. I think I think it's going to be uh, Brady Belichick in the Super Bowl again. Uh, like that's, I mean that's. A, oh my god! No, it's not going to happen, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Totally. Sorry, boys. <laughs> yep, totally going to happen. Hundred percent. I've seen this one before. Two thousand one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Another note I have in here. Um, I'm just trying to remember, buddy, and or hopefully Chris can refresh my memory. Kevin from Bristol was re- officially moved from the Mount Rushmore for some of his hot takes he had on uh, YouTube. Uh, I don't. What did, do you remember what he said? I know. I remember it. At first, I thought they were talking about that time that Kevin from Bristol came on. I remember dressed as a as the Joker. <laughs> yeah, very uh, weird appearance. Yeah. <laughs> very disturbing. I thought they were referencing yeah. that, but obviously they weren't, or else they would have said that. So I don't know what exactly it was. I guess it was an episode of Justin the Minifans, mm-hmm. and that 
And Kirk also sounded annoyed at DEC at one point in the episode, too. Yeah, but they didn't talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. No, but it, it, they didn't have the Lance Minahan episode for like a couple weeks after. That so I don't know what DEC I did at that beginning. point. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the yeah. beginning of the of like the fall of DEC, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yep. Go ahead, B. No, that was it. I mean, uh, I'm just trying to recall why. One thing, Kirk, one thing Kirk did get right, though, is he mm-hmm. correctly predicted the Madawaska 2021 show. Yep. In that episode, he mm-hmm. said we are going to Madawaska in next year, being 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was they, he was absolutely right. He, they did they did go. Uh, well, the one Kirk that didn't went. happen though was the Kirk Amish went, live Steve show. Didn't go. Kirk went. Steve didn't go. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> no, no. But I I was gonna say the same thing about the Amish live show because I was I was excited. I worked three days a week. It's pretty easy for me to get like somewhere four hours away or six hours away. You know what I mean? But that that one uh, that one fell through. And I was upset about that one. I was ready to go to that one too. Um, I think that would have been a fun, bizarre show. Um, maybe even something maybe to revisit in the future. I don't know. I don't know if the Amish thing is played out at this point. Yeah, but, did, but why did it fall through? Do we do we recall? Was it COVID or I mean COVID? We were already in the heart of COVID, but was there a reason we, that show never happened? I don't. I don't remember. There was a reason, and but then I remember like then the case really started to take on a much more intense. Like about a month and a half from now, the case kind of starts to really gear up. I think right. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like Case when they're. Trap at least. Yeah, ex- yeah, and they're like <clears throat> they're flying back and forth. Like maybe not, yeah. maybe not doing shows everywhere, but like. But there like was a reason because remember they were also going to do either the Amish show or a live show in a drive-in in October, kind of like what we had for um, Saco Four. Uh, they mm-hmm. were going to have that year, but they were trying mm-hmm. to negotiate with a couple different New Hampshire yeah. dri- drive-ins, and they were going to even try to do the Saco one. But the time they got to everyone, everyone's drive-in was closed. I remember that. So they, they didn't have any, but I don't know why the Amish thing exactly fell through. I forget. I just think, that I, well, I think, um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I think that they, they, at the time they were always, they were talking about live shows, like any like kind of like small place like that. Maybe somebody just had an interesting, yeah, I, I couldn't, I, this is a good episode for Phil McCooch because he'll, he'll like <laughs> he'll come through in. and yeah, yeah, he'll tweet well, out in two hours. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else you got, BMD? So then uh, we have the Brady was on Dax Shepard podcast, which led which led Kirk to calling random numbers, which led to our compelling conversation we had about the hospital lady, which brought up a good point. Would you rather listen to uh, Tom Brady and Dax Shepard or Kirk interview that hospital lady? I mean, I'd rather listen to Kirk interview the hospital lady than almost anything else. Period. It's one of the most one of the strangest calls I've ever heard in any show in my entire life. I yeah yeah. I would rather listen to Kirk interview Dax Shepard. Or Tom Brady, or the hospital lady, than Dax Shepard do anything. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I don't. They, they, they're just they're Kirk at the hospital. Like, I, that's just so interesting to me. Like, I yeah. know, like, like, and I, I think, like, me loving Kirk made me like, because I like was a huge sporto before. Like, I like started listening to Kirk and Jerry. To be honest, like, like I'm, and I still like Manchester United. Obviously, I talk about them every day. But like, um, like, I like. Listening to them made me not a jock sniffer. You know what I mean? Because I would, I like loved PMT. I loved all that stuff. I'm like, oh, look how relatable these fucking guys are. And now I'm just like, they're just fucking humans. Like, why do we idolize them? Like, you know what I mean? And so I, I, yeah, I, I just don't give a shit what any like Dak Shepard or fucking Tom. I don't. I just don't fucking care what they have to say ever. Avocado you know? ice cream. Pass. I love all tomatoes right. too. Fuck Tom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to touch back on the hospital 
lady. Um, do we know if the show ever did something for her? I know Steve, Kirk wanted Steve to call her after the show and see if there or send some flowers or anything, but there was really never ever any follow up uh, in regards to that lady, correct? I don't remember any follow up either. I it, it seemed pretty clear she wanted to be left alone. I, I remember yeah. that covering through. Maybe Steve. I don't know if Steve did reach out after the show and that was the message we got across, but it was very clear, like very quickly, that she wanted. Be left alone. Obviously, they respected those wishes, but um, it was just really interesting to have that. Like, you know, you hear you hear her regret about smoking, um, but also kind of uh, the, the naivete she had when she was younger that she didn't know was bad for, her, uh, and how her son's having a hard time dealing with her impending death, and it was just this really just, especially when it comes out of nowhere like that in in a comedy show. Um, so yeah. to have Kirk be able to, you know, uh pivot so quickly and have that conversation that's why that's got why we love the show but and and her honesty too like if i okay like i don't have cancer you know but like if, my, if somebody called me i would like just i would tell them you know what i mean i'd like be like like whatever like like short with them or whatever and she, she's just answering these questions i mean I, we're assuming she's honest you know what i mean but she's willing to say like that that thing about her son and like like you see you know she smoked forever all that all these kinds of things like i just i i was just shocked you know, you know what I mean? That like she just didn't even hang up. Like it was that, super personal. Yeah, she's talking about super personal stuff, and it's to this guy she doesn't know or never, you know, has no idea who it is. So for her to open up like that, like I think Steve said, is like this is someone that obviously really wanted to talk to someone, uh, you know, or this is someone that Truly. had wanted to get this stuff out somehow. Um, and but then when she did, I think she was. You could tell in her voice she's kind of through with the conversation at one point. She's like, all right, you know, like it, it ends pretty quick, but. I think she was able to get what she wanted to get off her chest, I guess. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Just, it was a great call. I, I, you got Kirk was able to ask so many questions in that short span of time. You know, covered. You know, like we talked about her like lady's son and how he was taking it, how she's doing with it, her treatment, all that other stuff. It was just. It was a fascinating call, and I could have listened to like ten more minutes of it. Probably would have cried as well. But um, when he when he asked her if she's dying, and she says yeah. yes. Yeah, that is one yeah, of the great tough. like needle drops in like KMS yeah. history. It's like holy shit! Yes. Like, I yeah. love uh, that one. Uh, my favorite drop comes from like so BMD asked me what my favorite drop was, and it comes. Mm -hmm. from, it's it's I have cancer. It know? has it's to just, be that one. That's just, just, it's so good. Like iconic. It's, so it's, good. A, it's an yeah. icon. This is an iconic episode. I think yeah. if we look back at this episode, this would be one of those episodes that we always look at as as what made the Kirk Minahan show so great. It, and besides for the call, like nothing, like no, nothing special really happens. It's just a, a run of the mill episode of KMS. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? But the call just mm -hmm. like it's it, it sets it, it sets it apart. Like, uh, but the, the, go, ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was say the call sets it apart. Then mm -hmm. you know, a few minutes later, we get to like KMS callers and like they, it's, it's just <laughs> you know, like like it, it's so funny. It's just the way yeah. the way that the show works. You know, I, it's just so and it just but just how we got to that call. Like Wild. if you were to like put yeah. the puzzle piece together and just like how we got from A talking about, you know, if, Tom if Brady Dax, Dax, which led into if, that call with that lady is just like if Dax awesome. Shepard doesn't marry Kristen Bell, we never know that lady has cancer. That's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only reason he's famous, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, the other note I have here is um a Kirk, uh, again, talks about Skip Bayless. I guess Skip Bayless had a not-so-hot take on Dak Prescott coming out uh, about his, his depression. Do you guys have any other takes on that before we move on to the calls? 
I mean, Skip Bayless is a, is a clown. I mean, he's a, yeah. you saw that. You probably saw that video he tweeted out a couple days ago, right? Where he's like having a hard time like saying words after yeah. Thanksgiving because the Cowboys lost, and he's just like <laughs> he's, like, he's grunting into the camera for twenty seconds. That's, I mean, that's I mean, that's who that's who he's always been. I mean, Skip Skip Bayless is always going to be Skip Bayless. I mean, that's no surprise. Yeah, I I just thought like uh, I don't know if the if it ironic's the right word, but like I like just that it came up in this episode. You know, like something about mental health and like we're like our first throwback episode like we're doing is because Kirk's on mental health break, you know, like I just, but like he's, he's a dope, you know, I, and I, and then he like, he tries to like save himself by saying, Oh, I was talking about pandemic depression. And right. Yeah. Like the, the funniest part of not, and it's not funny, but like, like, you know, he's fucking reading like a script. You know what I mean? And then he's like, and again, <laughs> and, like, yeah, he's, fuck, he's, he's beating around the bush too. And just, yeah. instead of just saying, I, said something that was insensitive whatever he's yeah. just finding ways to 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 get around that um before we move on to the calls is there anything that you guys w- wanted to talk about that i forgot to mention i just wanted to mention like yeah so you know people i've had a few people ask me like oh when you go in do you guys have like a run sheet or how does it work when you go mm-hmm. in studio and there's nothing and like the proof that there's nothing is like this call right like mm-hmm. so like this proves that everything is completely spontaneous in the show now Dave might have some clips he's pulled ahead of time um, that he'll, he'll or we might, or obviously you might have interviews scheduled, things like that. But as far as the actual, like, there's no communication that Kirk, Dave, and I, like, all right, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. Like, that does not happen. Um, and like I said, this call is a great example because you can see how great, and this is, I mean, Kirk's ultimate talent is how great Kirk can quickly move from one thing to another and still make it entertaining and still make it funny or interesting or compelling. And it can happen literally at the turn of a dime, where I think a lot of people who are just reading teleprompters all day could never have done that adjustment. They, would have been I, up. they wouldn't have even called to begin with because that's outside their comfort zone. Oh, yeah. And they, they dialing out random numbers like they like never like they they call interns. You know what I mean? If oh, they were gonna of course. Do that. Like, everything, but, everything is a, right. Everything is already uh, planned out, scripted, because if you deviate off that script, it exposes their weakness. I, I know somebody like and they, again maybe the story the story could be made up because it's the kid's story but who used to intern at like W where like at where like ninety two Pro FM is in Rhode Island and they uh, advertised a gift they didn't have and they were like shit we don't have this so they called their intern and was like hey Gary you just won these two tickets and they were like oh my god thanks so much but it's just just somebody oh a- Andrew probably knows better than us he worked for them but. I've heard the I've I've heard the stories. It's um yeah. it, it's a it's a common radio thing, and, and that's why it's always refreshing when Kirk when when Kirk dials a random number. It's a truly random number. It's crazy. Um, speaking of random numbers, has Colin ever been successful at calling a random number? I feel <laughs> like he struck struck out every time. Well, in fairness, Steve didn't call a random number here. Kirk gave him the trial. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. Tried. True. Someone true. did get on the. Uh, on the phone that hung up immediately. So this wasn't truly a random number. True. Good point. I, was there anything more random than Tim's Amos bunghole call? <laughs> <laughs> I, when I heard that, my, my wife was like, who the fuck is this? I, I, li- I literally stood in bed like whatever, 20 minutes before we came on. And I was like, it's Tim McCann, come on. <laughs> How do we not get more Amos bunghole? I know. I, I texted him and I, I said, dude, uh, how, how do we not get more of this Amos Bunghole? Even if you evolved him into like a a German supermodel or something, that 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 voice and that character was so great. And he totally forgot he even made this call. So I we love... had to go ahead. Go ahead. No, no he no, listened I said... back. 
he listened back. So I, I did call him because I wanted some more insight on the character. Um, he <laughs> says, you wanted to know who he was? <laughs> yeah, well, just more insight, his thought behind process. Behind the bunghole? Yeah, behind the bunghole. <laughs> behind oh, the bunghole. Well, I, I'm, I just love Kirk. You know what I mean? Like Kirk yeah. goes, uh, he's like, He's going to ask him a question. He's like, you know what? Let me just let, let, why don't you get through your prescripted lines? <laughs> and, and, the, and the only, so I asked him, I was like, so did you have all your one liners written down? Like a lot of it, he said, came from the top of his head. The only thing he had written down was, um, the, the, that he was, he rings out, they ring out the tampons. That was the only thing he, he had written down, but everything else, everything else, uh, and came you forget how, the how many prank calls Tim McCann has made, too. That oh, like right. some of the stuff is just fuck, it's like stu- like muscle memory, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. Like, yeah, Amos Bunghole, though, is a great character. Like, I, I, I hope, <laughs> one like, time if the show yeah. comes back, I hope yeah. like Amos calls again because I mean, you can always yeah. that character is always funny, it doesn't need yeah. to be a, a show going to Amish country, like, Amos yeah. can call anytime. Yeah, I'm a fashion designer. <laughs> you don't remember me? <laughs> Hi, cock. Welcome back. Um, another, uh, another thing that stood out on the calls was the evolution of the uh, flush sound effect. So he had the flush sound effect to start, and then we had the blender, and then eventually it all came into to one. So I thought that was unique was when we first started hearing those sound effects when the calls weren't that great, which leads me to the question. Like, Colin never created his own sound effect. I don't no, he's a nice one. guy. Yeah. Yeah, co- yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, yeah, I, I, Steve is so. I think Steve is uh, has a, a bit more of like an edge to him, where I think he would, uh, you know, obviously he had no problem aborting calls, but I, for Dave to do it, I don't think it would feel authentic. I don't know. Dave is like one to like he'll snap back at someone and yell at them, whatever. But like, <laughs> but then, but then it's over in like two seconds. Like yeah, I feel yeah, like Steve on. like holds on to that hate and then mm. creates abortion sound effects. Like. He, he, <laughs> oh. You have to. I think it has to be authentic. I, I don't think Dave should do anything that's not authentic. You know what right. I mean? Is Is there anything weirder than asking Kirk the question of what his Top Gun sign would be and not bringing your own? Like you have to know he's gonna. Well, you have to think he might ask you that. Like, isn't that the point of the call that he'd ask you your Top Gun sign? You know? Yeah, I don't know if people always think out the call. I mean, that, that, well, you, I know you guys love the calls. I mean, this is an example of. I think the calls are good, and I think the calls should stay on the show. If I had my vote, I would vote calls. But um, cause, but you have to sit through – sometimes you have to sit through a lot of shit to get there. But then it does create new conversations and can open stuff up. Um, like we got the – like the we bitched and hun. <laughs> we bitched. And that was like – that was one of the we funniest bitched. parts of the episode. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we only got there because of the calls. Right. And um, so like – but I, um, you do always wish though that the calls were better. Uh, not like we also got Amos Bunghole, which was hysterical. But then we had to sit through like three or four kind of lousy calls to get there. And I, I don't know how you fix that. Yeah, I don't know either. Because then, because so they Kirk is frustrated with the call, so he stops and they they do that thing, and then yeah. we get we get like a, in a probably I, Manchester United plays in one minute and thirty seconds, so I got to move this along. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we get an uh, like a top five or maybe maybe Copper's best call ever at the, to end of the show. It's so good. Talks about his pee boners, his dick being swollen. <laughs> like it's just so fucking good. My wife was in the room when I was replaying that call back to get ready for the show. She's like, "Look at me." She's like, "Well, what are you listening to?" <laughs> Great Copper to do call. Like, Hello, boys. 
I miss him. He he, he didn't call enough. He didn't I know. Call. Yeah, I know. I mean, he, yeah, I feel like his last couple calls were maybe a little rough, and then he just stopped doing it. It's like, all right, yeah. let's get back in the horse. It's been a while too. Like Mike's back. He totally should call in again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm sure. I I think wasn't it a schedule? Like we know Copper a little bit. Wasn't it like a schedule thing? Kind of like I like think the, so. Like it was easier for him to call at night, I think, mm-hmm. or something. I I don't remember. Yeah, but. I gotta I gotta reach out to him. Yeah, same. I haven't spoke to him in a while. Did, did we miss anything about the calls other than uh, call signs, Copper Doodle, and Amos Bunghard? <laughs> That's all I had. That's all we have. Anything else, Chris, that we didn't touch on? No. Buddy? Thanks for having me, boys. Buddy? No, I uh, I had a question for Chris, but... Oh, you know what? So, I, did I ask you this before? Like, so, so you, you, you talked about how, like, there's no script for the show. You, you just have, you just have to be prepared. How hard is it to prepare? Like knowing like Kurt could see anything. Like, I'm sure you like, you have to scour Twitter, like scour, like, like whatever, like it's trending like everywhere. And then like, I would be so anxious. I missed something. I mean, you always, I mean, I, there's been stuff that's been brought up that I wasn't aware of, but you do try to have at least a good awareness. I mean, the good news is I mean, Kurt and I have a lot of similar interests. So, like, chances are we're following a lot of the same, like, I don't know, movie or old retro TV podcast, you know, Twitter handle. So, I mean, we have a lot of the same kind of, I said, things that we maybe we enjoy um, to some extent. But also, golf comes up. I don't know anything about golf. But, like, you know, you just do the best you can. The nice thing is, too, I also have, like, an hour drive in to the studio. So, if Kirk, Kirk was on that foreplay show. So, like, I would never oh, nice. typically listen to that kind of show. I'm not a big golf fan, but I listen to that on the way in. Um, so, like having that little buffer zone before the show actually starts when I get up, that does help too. But yeah, no, I, like I said, I listen to any KMS or watch any KMS content I can. I bring notes, like just like I brought to this show, but like I try to, I try to be as Thank prepared you. as possible because Kirk is the smartest guy I ever met. So yeah. I do my, I do my best to make it as easy as possible to keep up, I guess. Yeah. And hopefully we get to listen to you again on KMS in the near future. Cause we all certainly missed the Kirk Minahan show and, Again, Chris, thank you. Thank are you, you boys you. going to the Wilder? Who's going to the uh, Wilder? Yes, yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. Sure. Second show. But, are you, are yeah, you doing second. both shows or what, what show are you doing? I right now only have tickets to the second one. Excellent. I want to try to get yeah. tickets to the first one. I, we that's already great. got – we have the hotel. We're gonna, I think we're going to do like a, like a whole weekend in Boston. Like, oh, that's up, great. Have fun. Like, yeah. Do the whole thing. So, and um, hopefully you oh. can grab a beer together at some point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A thousand percent. Definitely. Oh, yeah. You know I want to ask you that too? Does that does it bother you at all that like the they like joke that you're a drunk like? Oh, know? I cry every night on my way to. No, <laughs> no, no. Like, some of it is not wrong. Some of it is uh, a little overplayed. I don't drink during the day. I only drink when it's nighttime. So, but other than that, every, you know, some of it, <laughs> I, I was at his show Actually, and I did have a few drinks. Like, so I mean, mm. he's already started, buddy. He's already started. Uh, yeah. Being he's already started. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, it doesn't bother me, no. I don't think so. All right. I started. It's gone now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. What are those clowns I'm doing this show with? Unbelievable. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah. Is it your first one BMD or no? Yeah, yeah, to start. All right, yeah, it's yeah. game day. It's my day off. That's the wife went go visit her mother-in-law, so I'm home. So oh, Sunday. Wait, yeah. the wife? Your wife went to visit your mother-in-law? Wait, yeah. uh, her mother-in-law. Her mom. My oh, mother-in-law. Sorry. I thought you said her mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. no. I'm home. Oh, I know. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think we get we covered it all, right? Because I know you want to go watch the game. I I'm, I'm watching it right now. You can oh, tell. Right. You can tell. I have to download Peacock downstairs. I have to do the whole freaking thing. I'm a Peacock. Um, Andrew, do you have anything? 
No, it's always I know good people like to hear from you. I know it's it's the, everyone's favorite part. No, I always just say it's the thing. Of, I'm still trying to find a way to describe Chris's voice because mm-hmm. it is so unique. It sounds like you're speaking a mile a minute, but I can understand you, and you're not. It's it's weird. I like it. It's weird. I don't know. That's <laughs> all I can say. This is what Andrew brings to the table. It's the content like that you cannot get anywhere else. <laughs> I mean, this is why people listen to Kirk and all for Andrew. Oh my god! Right. You guys covered it all. Thing. You guys covered it no. all, so it's all justice fine. for Augustus. Yeah, <laughs> justice Andrew, for Augustus. Andrew, can yeah. you do me a favor? Can you play Copper Doodles Call at the end of this recording and then send it to me? Yeah. Yeah, best. I already talked to him about that. All right, all right. Thank you, everyone. All right, last one, Steve. It's a uh, well, geez, I mean, I'm, how are you doing, Copper Doodle, is the question. Oh, I'm doing good. I mean, when I uh, when I tell Mikey to follow uh, Brody Stevens and, uh, you know, guys like that's career, I expected him to uh, do the comedy first <laughs> right. and the suicide right. planning yeah, after. That was, yeah, that was a bad, um, bad move, Copper Doodle, yeah. Are you, are, you so remaining, are, you, are you remaining loyal? Is Mike still a client of yours? Uh, well, I haven't been able to get in touch with him, so sure. I'm looking for somebody to take his place at the rock opera wedding. Okay. Um, I, I do have one client maybe who could take over. It's a new comedian, Tim Dillon. He might uh-huh. take his oh. spot, well, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking around for Kirky. Yes. Uh, I'm calling to call to talk about your penis. Sure. Go ahead. I'm, I'm an old man. I wake up five, six times a night to yeah, pee. It gets harder. Uh, a lot of... Yeah, a lot of times my hog is really swollen. Sure. And I have to put a cold uh, cloth on it to calm it down. What do you do at your age? Well, how old are you, Copper Doodle? Uh, 76. 76, okay. So you're about 30 years older than me next month. Uh, I, as I get older, I am good for, I can get up at 2 or 2.30 in the morning. My thing is, Copper, if I have to pee even a little bit if I wake up, even a drop, I have to do it. I can't go. I don't know about you, Steve. I can't go back to sleep if I have any pee at all going on. Yeah, I'm the same way because it just sits there and bugs you. Yeah, it bugs you. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, my yeah. pee is. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I'm sorry, Copper. But what about those pee boners, Kirky? Sure. What about the pee boner? Copper, I sit down. I sit down for those. I sit down. Again, here we go again. <laughs> I'm happy to address this. If I have an erection, like in the morning, if you wake up and you've got a hard on, a raging hard on, Copper. I will. I will sit down. Oh, I get lots of them. Yeah, I will sit down, and you have to sit down and push it underneath the toilet. You know what I'm saying? At 76, you can still get a raging. Oh, but it's bone. terrible it's under painful. there. It's painful too, Copper. I don't. I don't like it. Like, but you can't stand and pee. Oh, you with can. An That's, you just. You have to get the physics. It hurts though. No, you have to get the physics right. If you stand back far and yeah, arc, go, arc it in, right? Sure, but if you're uh, dangerous. Yeah, I have a bar. Sure. I have a bar behind my toilet that I hold on to, and I I try to get as parallel to the floor as possible, oh, and I, I push down that. really hard. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you, Copper. Uh, well, again, I didn't seem too concerned about his client, but okay. <laughs> That's all right. Happy to help out. <laughs> Does anybody care about Mike? Could ask for his phone number. Or Even something? Copper's bailed on him. Gee. Well, all right. 